The Frank Sontag Show is furnished by Phil Liberatore and the law offices of Berglund & Johnson. Talk Radio 790K ABC. This is the Frank Sontag Show. Thank you for joining us. Part of the reason we are blessed to be on the air is our sponsors. Thank you, Berglund and Johnson Law Group. They have been practicing law for over 40 years, and they are personal injury attorneys. I heard a commercial coming in. I'm not going to name the lawyer, but it was kind of one of these, how shall I say this? There are advertising campaigns pushing lawyers And if you follow up, you're going to get a pool of lawyers. You don't even know who you're going to get. No clue who's going to represent you. That's not the case at Berglund & Johnson. For a free evaluation, costs you nothing to find out if they can help you. And they've been doing this for 40 years, fighting for those who have suffered life-changing injuries. The number to call, 800, the number 4, if hurt. 800, the number 4, and the words, if hurt. The Berglund and Johnson Law Group. For this segment, we're going to take nothing but calls, and then I've got probably seven or eight stories I want to get to in the remaining portion of the second hour. And we're going to go and start from the top and work our way down. We have two lines open, 800-222-5222. Greg is in San Clemente. Greg, you're on 790-KABC. Hi, Frank. Thank you for taking my call. Listen, I, I, I just wanted to make a statement to get your opinion. You know, all the stuff you hear about these DAs that are funded by George Soros and all the fentanyl coming across the border and all the, the migration across the border and all this woke stuff being taught to kids, this is all, that, that is an agenda to do one thing, and that is to take America out. And we have, the problem is, is when you have the leadership that's decayed all the way to the top, calling your congressmen to complain ain't going to do anything. I think the only thing we have left to do at this point, unless hopefully we win 2024, is to pray to God that we can uh, turn this ship around. Otherwise, we're in big trouble. Well, I appreciate your call. Thank you, Greg. I agree with most of what you said. You said you had a question, but I assume that you're indirectly asking me where I stand on this. And I'm in pretty much full agreement with with a couple of little addendums. I don't think the answers to our country are in the political arena, even though obviously we have a government and politics are part of it. I think what we're suffering from is a spiritual problem. And whether we're talking about Republicans or Democrats or whoever is in there, I think at the core of this, The only way out is to understand we have lost our spiritual moorings. And I know I can get on the air and rant and rave the latest, the House Oversight Committee, finding volumes of evidence that the Biden family has garnered favor from foreign countries when he was on his way out as vice president, millions of dollars to nine Biden family members. I could hit that for an hour. But on the flip side, Trump's not clean either. But here's the point. I'm not interested in distraction. There's so much to get distracted by. Like the border issue. Clearly, we have some problems here. Title 42 was ended. Now we're having an influx like never seen before. We've already seen that. 20,000 illegal migrants 
potentially surging in the Hidalgo County in the coming days in Texas. It's just outrageous. And overwhelming at the border. And again, wherever you fall into this politically, isn't a sovereign nation, doesn't a sovereign nation have a right to enforce its borders? If you're an open border person, you're a Marxist. I don't care to talk to you. I'm just being honest. The Bible talks about, and I'm paraphrasing, don't spend time with somebody that's insane. Don't waste your time. If you're not for the enforcement of borders, we have no conversation. And this is what we're seeing, like never before. And and I have people that know I'm Christian that, that are on the left, they often attack me like, well, where's your compassion? Where's my compassion? My compassion is they shouldn't be given the signal to come into our country and then we don't take care of them. And yet we fall all over ourselves from people that are illegal, but hardworking citizens like you pay your taxes, state of California. Uh, I don't know about you, but getting insurance, good luck. But we're all being taxed. So insurance will be provided to illegal immigrants. And I can go down the line on the whole immigrant issue. We have serious problems. Republicans are part of the problem, too. But basic border enforcement, this administration has turned a blind eye. 800-222-KABC. Maria's in Burbank. Maria, you're on 790-KABC. Hello. Thanks for taking my call. You're so welcome. Can you hear me? I can, yes. Okay, this is about the transgender um, topic. I think these kids, whether they're confused or misled need to be told that what they want to do is irreversible, that it's going to hurt like heck. Ask a person, that a woman that has had a mastectomy or a male that has had an unfortunate accident. And if they're looking for their identity, they're completely going to lose it because they're not going to be one or the other, and they will be sterile forever. And that it's not cool. I mean, if you watch these uh, drag queens, they look like cartoon characters and no woman in her right mind would dress that way and that uh, uh, the people that uh, go through this because they've been lied to or whatever they're living a lie because it doesn't matter what they've been told when they're 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 never going to be something that they're not maria i thank you for the call as always My one brief comment about the drag queen story hour you alluded to. Uh, It's one thing to point the finger at those that are in positions of performing, if you will. But what kind of parent would take their kid to that? A porno show. And and, and think it's cute for the kids to be exposed to that? (sighs) Anthony is in Hollywood. Anthony, you're on 790K ABC. I've got the I got the solution to this uh, these transgenders competing in women's sports biggest no brainer in the history of mankind. One of these women who, who was who lost competition to a transgender, they need to file a one million dollar lawsuit of fraud against the clown who says he's a woman and then beat her in sports by with his male with you know superior male uh, male male strength. Well, 
with respect, I don't have that kind of belief in the court system that somehow justice will be meted out. I mean, it's a, it's a nice thought, but in case you haven't noticed lately, the courts have kind of gone woke too. Well, let me just let me just bring this to your attention. Okay, I'm I'm not trying to you know lecture or anything. Uh, there was a woman's uh, swimming there in Florida that got beat by a transgender, and the governor of Florida, DeSantis, said that she was defrauded. Now, just for what it's worth, if somebody did file this a lawsuit and got this clown in a court in front of a jury, what kind of defense could he say? Yeah. I mean, think about it. You know, anytime you prosecute somebody for fraud, you have to expose the fraud. And the fraud would be he, he, you, he she used his superior male strength to defraud a woman out of a sports championship. My God, the lawsuit has at least be filed. And if it was filed, I'm uh, back to what would, a, what would a, how would a jury vote on this? Well, providing it gets to a jury trial. Thank you for your good call, Anthony. I appreciate it. Not so sure the state of Florida would have the same criteria to get to a trial that, say, the state of California would, but point well taken. As it applies to transgender men um, or women that are biological men competing in women's sports against women, one of the primary, quote-unquote, solutions that's put forth by the average person, well, the women just shouldn't compete. Gun goes off, just stand there. Yeah, that's not the answer either. They suffer greatly. They've worked hard to be in this position. David is in Long Beach. David, you are on 790 KABC. Hello, David. Yeah, um, you talked, Henry Kissinger made that comment, and he left out something important that he was actually there for at age nine. The only, and I studied this uh, surprisingly under a professor named Sontag at Berkeley, great history professor 60 years ago. But Paul Hindenburg runs for election at the age of 87 in 1932 Germany against Hitler and beats him. Five, six months later, probably at age 88, he makes the decision against his longtime opposition that's well noted in the history books and decides to appoint Hitler the chancellor. And a month later, when he's also 88, he gives him the emergency powers that allow him to open up Dachau and start doing all this. And Paul Hindenburg dies at the age, in office at the age of 89 in 1934. Henry was there. He was in Germany when this was happening. So this is the, the only Western leader I can find in, in modern history in that age bracket that ran a democratic government. And look at what happened. Uh, so it would, it would be great if this could get out to the American people of judgment going bad. And you're not, not like Biden says, better wisdom. David, I'm grateful for your call. Thank you for sharing. In terms of the professor, no relation, I don't think. (laughs) Speaking of gender, high school senior Josh Alexander, 17-year-old young man, will not graduate this year. This is in Canada. The Ontario student was suspended after protesting transgender bathrooms in St. Joseph's Catholic High School. Hasn't been in school since February, not since police escorted him out of the building for what they call was trespassing. It all started in November. Alexander formed a protest of the school's bathroom policy. You know the deal. No such thing as two genders. Anybody can walk into any bathroom. 
Alexander said, quote, the topic came up in class one time and I stated my opinion on it. I haven't quoted some scripture. Students have the right to identify as they wish, he said, but that doesn't change their biology or the reality that they are, in fact, still the gender that they were born in. That was considered quite controversial and became a heated topic, end quote. Accused of bullying classmates, he insists the discussion was, quote, fairly respectful until one class where there was shouting. He claimed he was called a misogynist, a racist, a homophobe, a transphobe. That's not too predictable or anything. And the teachers encouraged, even joined in ridiculing and parading him. Two teachers, quote, were encouraging male breastfeeding and defending it, saying it was natural. Often debating directly with the teachers, he said, rather than students. Situation escalated when the matter of bathrooms was brought before Principal Lennox. He refused to hear Alexander's concerns, which, by the way, two female students went to him. They organized the walkout. Ultimately, it culminated in his arrest. Now, he's not going to be graduating. And they are awaiting a trial. 800-222-KABC are the phone numbers to call into the program. 800-222-5222. This is the Frank Sontag Show on Talk Radio 790 KABC. Talk Radio 790 KABC. This is the Frank Sontag Show. One of my sponsors is my dear friend and high school uh, classmate, Phil Libertori. We went to high school together a few years ago. (laughs) Phil is an accountant, IRS problem solver. This is the time of year where we file taxes, and Phil has an array of services available, full range of financial, bookkeeping, tax prep, IRS representation. You know, with the IRS changing drastically, you want to be assured that when you get your taxes filed, you've got the best. Phil is the best. We've got a couple of people that have emailed me saying they've heard me mention Phil for a while. And about three weeks ago, on an email from, I think her name, well, I won't name her, but she said, I finally went, and oh my gosh, why did I wait? There are some of you even listening right now, maybe you've not filed taxes. Don't live with that another day. Call Phil Liberatore and the IRS Problem Solvers at 877, the number 6-SOLVER, 877-6-SOLVER. The brand new office is in a, I believe it's in Cerritos. Um, fantastic place, great employees, stopirspain.com, and call Phil, tell him I sent you, and get your taxes taken care of. Death records of Americans and their vaccination status must be released to the public in order to end the ambiguity that surrounds the safety of COVID-19 vaccines, according to Steve Kirsch the country's top independent vaccine investigator. Kirsch said, quote, if it's really safe and effective, why would the government keep that data hidden? 
Why wouldn't they produce the data and say, see, we were right? The ambiguity lies in the fact that mainstream scientists, the FDA and the CDC, are in lockstep with a narrative that mRNA vaccines are safe despite mounting evidence saying otherwise. And because of this narrative, citizen journalists like Kirsch have been labeled by the mainstream media as misinformation super spreaders. His substack, where he posts his research, has over 220,000 followers. Last year, Kirsch learned that his substack, shocking, had been blocked at the CDC for being quote unquote unsafe. Kirsch said, We all want to end the misinformation. We just disagree on who is saying the misinformation. We think it's the CDC and the FDA, and they think it is us, end quote. Let us talk to Brent in Los Angeles. Brent, you are on 790KABC. Hi, Brent. Blessings, God's sword and shield, Frank. I had other topics to speak about tonight until you said your show will be coming to an end. And this is not only a personal blow for me, but much more importantly, it's a serious blow to our city of angels, which is quickly descending into darkness and demons. And Frank, you must try to remain on the air some way or somewhere, if not at this station, then at another, because yours is one of the most essential and important shows in Los Angeles. And your show is unique in its messaging, its insights, topics, questions, and its sensibilities. And your personal style and interactions with callers is extraordinary. And you're not only a pleasure to listen to, but you're a model for teaching interpersonal communication and demonstrating how to constructively deal with conflict when those callers call in. So I'm wondering if there's any way we can turn this around. I'm in prayer. I'm not saying it is etched in stone, but that is the way it kind of looks right now. I will obviously give an update next week. Uh, There are reasons of which I don't need to go into on the air. I have been blessed. I love this station. Uh, The boss here, Drew Hayes, has been nothing but extraordinary. Uh, Just sometimes you you have to make some hard decisions. Mm -hmm. And that's what I've been uh, lamenting about for a few months. And that kind of looks like um, where we're at right now. But again, things can change in the blink of an eye. We will see. But I think it would be... um, a bit deceptive if I didn't at least make reference to it tonight. Yeah, well, I really appreciate that. And, you know, I don't know what's going on, and I don't need to know, but I just know what you're giving out. This is so important, especially at this time. And I, I really all pray for you. And, one, you know, have your voice somewhere for us. So it's, it's really needed. Thank you so much, Brent. I will obviously give updates, whatever happens. I appreciate you more than you know. And look forward to maybe, if you're around, hearing, as always, from you next week as well. Great. It will do. Thank you. We are witnessing a time, and I've said this before, the mocking of God's creation. We're witnessing the separation of mankind through fear, panic, and hype. I never thought I'd ever see the day where the United States of America would have a branch of propaganda. That's the mainstream media. Do you know you're being conditioned how and what to think? Mainstream media is extremely manipulative. 
They exploit people's real pain and emotion. We've talked about this that causes some not to even consider facts. You know, people, even family members, smart people, won't even talk with you about things anymore. There is a spirit of blindness, delusion, and deception in our culture. I believe this is a spiritual war. And how we fight this spiritual war will define the world that is to come. A man that I believe, don't completely agree with, but understands what kind of a war we're in, is Tucker Carlson. Recently, he spoke at an event that was set up six months ago. Some of what he shared, I want to give direct attribution. He did say, the lack of truth in the media is manufacturing a national division. Quote, American politics is supposed to be designed to improve people's lives. But what is the point of it actually? As we're worried about these big abstract problems in faraway places or claiming we can control the weather or whatever we're claiming, there are kids with developmental disabilities who have aging parents and the parents are legit terrified about what happens when they pass. End quote. Carlson said the ideas promulgated in the public sphere aren't only irrelevant to our everyday concerns, but they're designed to divide. Quote, I'm starting to really believe that the divisions that we see in our society are pretty much manufactured. Adding that one example of this is the idea of racism. Carlson went on to say, I don't think most Americans hate each other on the basis of their ethnic differences. I think a lot of that is just a lie actually designed to distract people, end quote. By the way, I've said the same thing for a few years. I agree with that wholeheartedly. Carlson lamented a cause of the division is what he has observed to be, he calls propaganda, published by the overwhelming majority of the American media. Quote, Why are they not only addressing the issues that matter? But they're kind of going out of their way to ignore them. They have no idea that the economy is sagging, really? How could you not know that? We have no idea that we're actively fighting Russia in a war? He went on to say, I just think that at some point you have to call it what it is, which is lying. And lying with a very specific purpose which is to avert your gaze, to pull your attention away from the things that matter. That's not news coverage. That is just classic propaganda, end quote. Carlson went on to talk about the end of democracy. Said the democratic system cannot function with dishonesty dominating the public sphere. Quote, the first effect is to kind of end democracy. The whole idea of democracy is based on the understanding that the people who vote will have some knowledge of what they're voting on, what the real issues are. They'll be informed citizens, end quote. When the media industry is collectively excluding issues that matter, such as crime, immigration, and the economy, Carlson said the population becomes uninformed, which undermines a fundamental part of democracy, 
The harm brought by the media industry is compounded by a lack of authenticity from the entire federal government, including politicians from, wait for it, both political parties. Quote, if they can, can't even tell you the truth about a communicable disease that's killing people, they're actually lying to you about that. You can't believe anything. Well, that's very bewildering. That's actually a form of chaos, which is the one condition people cannot handle. End quote. This chaos, he added, undermines Americans' belief in the democratic process, sets the stage for further division, and leads to a sort of enslavement of the population. Quote, if you can control someone's brain and get them to say, I really need to wear a mask inside my car alone to protect myself. If you can get someone that place where he gets into Subaru and just instinctively puts on a mask with the windows up, then you've won. You've defeated them in the enslavement of people, taking away their choice. And in so doing, their dignity, really their humanity. That is the goal, obviously, he said. What's the anecdote? Carlson said, finally, is to seek truth. Seek truth in your human relationships, always with humility, mindful that it's pretty hard to get to the core truth of anything in this life. And while we may never get to what is the deepest level of truth, we can move in that direction. We can begin by telling the truth to ourselves. What we can control is what we do. And they can impose lies on us. It doesn't mean we have to live them. Because it robs you of the only thing that matters, which is your humanity, your God-given humanity. And it makes you something less than human, end quote, Tucker Carlson. By the way, execs say one of the reasons why, I mean, now they're spinning it that he left. Supposedly, a lot of the big, high-profile corporate sponsors left over the last couple of years. So what's the line in... uh, Jerry Maguire, show me the money, right? 800-222-5222, 800-222-KABC. Speaking about showing me the money, we're going to talk about the latest. Budweiser and Bud Light and the CEO has said something that is just priceless. Also, actor Richard Dreyfus is on record weighing in on the latest Oscar inclusion standards. And we have some open lines. If you care to weigh in, 800-222-KABC. More of the Frank Sontag Show next on Talk Radio 790-KABC. Talk Radio 790-KABC. Thank you for joining us. If you missed my announcement, there is um, a very good chance that my program is ending the month of this month, the end of the month. That is not official, but it looks like that is going to be the case. If ever there was a time to get on my mailing list, if you're not, I would highly suggest you do that. It's very easy to do. Just go to franksontag.com. The homepage you'll see, get on the mailing list, and just type in your email address. So we can keep you abreast of any changes. And again, I look, God's got possibilities. I'm not... uh, I'm not saying this is 100% um, going to be the outcome. But in radio, sometimes your favorite host is on the air one day and the next day he's gone. You're like, what happened? 
Now, that's not the case here. The boss has been, Drew Hayes has been just extraordinary. Love to work for him someday full-time. In fact, my previous on-air show, I did a 3 to 5 p.m. afternoon show for eight and a half years here in L.A., Monday through Friday. And uh, it was time to leave. We don't need to get into the weeds on why, but to the credit of management, they let me do uh, the last week on the air and was really clear that that was my final week. So whatever change is in the midst of us, I will obviously give you an update next week, Lord willing. The whole Bud Light thing is so fascinating to me. And and I'm sure you know what I'm talking about. Dylan Mulvaney, the transgender, they launched this uh, horrible decision campaign and People outraged, and I think sales are down like 26%. But the CEO has weighed in, and we're going to get to him in a moment. But another thought, it wasn't long after when everything kind of blew up and they started having the uh uh-oh moment, they rushed to produce some pretty slick commercials with the Budweiser, Clydesdale, and... Budweiser is all about America, and it's it's very compelling. Doing a little damage control. The problem is they disregarded, I believe, and didn't fully comprehend the power that the average blue-collar, hardworking American, when it comes to their beer-drinking preference, they pretty much cut their nose off to spite themselves. And so America pushed back. Now, what really happened? Damage control, the chief exec of Anheuser-Busch, blames what he calls misinformation (laughs) for the backlash against Bud Light. In an interview following the company's partnership with transgender activist Dylan Mulvaney, Michelle DeCouris, Michael, I don't know if it's a, a guy or a girl, Um, M-I-C-H-E-L, said the following, quote, people often talk about this topic in social media like noise. You have one fact, and every person puts an opinion behind the fact. And then the opinions start to be replaced and replicated fast in each and every comment. By the time that 10 or 20 people put a comment out there, the reality is no longer what the fact is, but is more about what the comments are. End quote. What are you talking about? You blew it. Own it. Stop spinning things. DeCouris further stated that there was, quote, misinformation and confusion. Ay, ay, ay. That circulated online that included a Bud Light can with Mulvaney's likeness on it. Distancing Bud Light from Mulvaney, he said, quote, it was never intended to make it for general production and sale for the public, end quote. Elaborating, the CEO said that people believed it was a campaign. Oh, quote, it was not. It was just one post. It was not an advertisement. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Talk about adding insult to injury. Are we, do you really think we're that stupid? And then the author of this piece... Jack Phillips says, however, in a video, 
duh, posted on TikTok in early April, Mulvaney could be seen drinking a Bud Light beer with the hashtag Bud Light Partner, suggesting that there was, in fact, a partnership. Gee, many Christmas. CEO also said there were viral videos of billboards with images of Bud Light. The Bud Light can allegedly inserting electronically and 10 million people were watching it and commenting. That had nothing to do with Bud Light. It was just like pure social media creation. Oh, my goodness. Uh, It's comments. So it's a guy, Michelle or Michael. Comments come after reports show that the sales of Bud Light have sharply declined. By the way, I don't drink beer. If I ever crack a beer, it will never be a Budweiser the rest of my life. My lips will never touch a Budweiser. These people are fools. Comments come after reports show that sales of Bud Light have sharply declined in recent weeks amid the backlash coming after influencers and several country music singers suggested consumers not purchase the light beer over the Mulvaney Post. Some industry analysts publicly question why Bud Light would partner with Mulvaney, saying the firm was making a major business mistake by wading into the hot-button debate about transgender individuals. Not according to the CEO. It's just misinformation. Sales of the product dropped 26% year over year in the week ending April 22nd. During an earnings call last week, DeCaris said that Anheuser-Busch would triple its investment into Bud Light over the summer. Company would provide, quote, direct financial supports, end quote, to what he described as impacted frontline workers, such as truck drivers and distributors. Slide in Bud Light sales, he added, represents, oh, it's only 1% of the brewing giant's global volume. And they are huge worldwide. <clears throat> Here's the final little thought. Robert Lackey, the former chief creative officer at Anheuser-Busch. So this is one of the former head honchos, former chief creative officer at Anheuser-Busch. In a recent interview said that the Bud Light cans were a significant marketing mistake. Corporate executives, he added, appeared to be out of touch with the beer's consumer base. And yet, the CEO says, oh, this is a misunderstanding, misinformation. (laughs) Oh, you got to laugh sometimes. 800 222 5222 kabc We have open lines and we have one more segment left. You're listening to the Frank Sontag Show on Talk Radio 790 KABC. Talk Radio 790 KABC. Thank you for joining us here on the Frank Sontag Show. By the way, if you miss any of this program, tonight or past programs, The entire podcast is always up at franksontag.com. And that is a site that you can also find out more about my ministry. My book is on that site. I did write a book a few years ago, writing my second one as we speak. And if you're not on my mailing list, maybe a good time to consider doing that. By the way, if you are, or if you are considering getting on the mailing list, we don't sell our mailing list. And you're not going to be bombarded with emails two, three times a week. I'll send out an email maybe once a month or important announcements. I have a listener who 
I've asked kindly, please stop sending me your updates. I mean, I get like five or six, sometimes a day, and I think he's good intended, <clears throat> quoting news sites and his perspective. But I, and, the, and then it's like the crosstalk from other emailers, and I'm like, please, I, I want off. Unsubscribe me. And he said two or three times, yeah, whatever, I'll do that. I still get him. So last night I just resorted to blocking his email. But that's not going to happen if you get on my mailing list. We'll send out a short announcement here or there. Sometimes people need help in our community. We'll send out a 911. But I hope and pray that you would at least consider getting on my mailing list at franksontag.com. Many years ago, how do I want to tell this story? (sighs) My father was president of the lighting union for the movie industry for a number of years. The local is 728. They're still in existence. Uh, My dad was a gaffer lighting director, and I grew up on movie sets. He did a lot of TV shows in, I guess, the 80s. Is that when it was? 70s, 80s, Beretta, Rockford Files, Kojak, you know, those kind of things. And he was headquartered at Universal Studios. So I used to go over there all the time and met a bunch of quote-unquote stars and just loved the whole process. Then, further on in his career, he started doing some motion pictures. He did a comedy in New York with George Hamilton called Love at First Bite. My dad did really well in the movie industry. Now, if any of you are connected to the movie industry at all, you know that to be hands-on on a crew or part of the creative process involves a lot of hours. Sometimes your call and your day is 16, 18 hours. And sometimes you go on location. Shoot exterior somewhere. It can be weeks upon weeks on the road. Many years ago, <laughs> and my dad was still alive, and if he was in the studio, I think he would laugh about this. He was picked up to be the gaffer on a movie. And it was a Steven Spielberg movie, I think, Steven Spielberg. Anyway, all I know is my dad said, I'm going to be in Martha's Vineyard for a few months, and it's going to be a movie that's going to terrify people not to go into the ocean. I'm like, cool. He was gone for a few weeks and got fired for creative differences. You know, the director of photography, the cameraman, and the gaffer, everybody's got to work hand in hand. And 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 they got in some disagreements over stuff. And (laughs) my dad said the main frustration was the mechanical shark kept breaking down. This is before Jaws actually was made into a movie. So my dad was kind of slated to be the gaffer and it didn't work out. And um, one of the guys in that movie, Richard Dreyfuss, I think that was one of his earlier ones. And I think I have my timeline right. Um, Dreyfus was funny and, um, I think a few years after that, he did an amazing movie that really touched my heart called Mr. Holland's Opus. So I always liked Richard Dreyfus. Now in his later twilight years, he's not holding back about things. He's greatly concerned about the state of the country. He takes to social media a lot, 
And recently, you may or may not know, the Oscars have kind of gone woke. Films hoping to win Best Picture at the Oscars now must adhere to new guidelines mandating a certain percentage of cast and crew be from minority groups. Films also need to meet thresholds of LGBTQ plus disabled characters and female characters. Well, Dreyfus isn't a fan of this. Not only is he not a fan of the new rules, he claimed they make him want to throw up. Quote, this is Richard Dreyfus. They make me want to vomit because this is an art form. It's also a form of commerce and it makes money, but it is an art. No one should be telling me as an artist that I have to give in to the latest, most current idea of what morality is, said the famous Jaws actor, further adding, quote, and what are we risking? Are we really risking hurting people's feelings? You can't legislate that, and you have to let life be life, end quote. The goal should be to entertain. If the film is good, people will buy tickets, it will print cash. If not, it will become a huge loss. The author of this piece, David Hookstead on Outkick, said no film is a hit because the cast has a certain percentage of women, disabled, gay, or minority characters. Richard Dreyfus. So here we are few moments left in the broadcast let's talk to jimmy in los angeles quickly jimmy you're on 790 kabc first thing i love that on that but second secondly i think all of this you know jeff bezos the guy who owns the la times i just think they're useful idiots i think this is communism at its best it's our old enemy and it's just a lot of money flying around I think you're going Doggone it. We can supposedly put a man on the moon, but we have cell problems. Jimmy, I apologize. You're breaking up. You're welcome to call maybe next week. We'll see if we can get you a better connection. Thank you for calling tonight. And there are some people that are absolutely convinced we've never landed on the moon. <laughs> uh, I was watching a video on Instagram. Um, one of the astronauts... Who knows the context? You know, you watch videos and I'll tell a funny story. Gosh, am I really going to out myself? Yeah, might as well. You know, if you're on Instagram, you get these DMs from, at least for me, maybe not for you, primarily Asian women. And they they are, um, they always say, can I ask you a question? Kind of like the pitch. And um, I think the scam is they eventually... Seem like they always want to communicate, like let, let, go to Telegram, and I think they can scam your information. It's clearly a scam. Well, I had one last night, and, and my 50-year-old son was sitting there, and I just thought, all right, I'm going to be an idiot. So I get the, can I ask you a question? Sure, anything. Where do you live? And I think I said New York. Where do you live? Ann Arbor, Michigan. I don't know what she said. And then she said, what, what ethnicity are you? I said, I'm from the planet Mars. I'm a Martian, identify as a Martian. She kind of laughed a little bit. And then she said, what kind of car you drive? And I said, I don't drive a car. And I sent her a shot of, of a UFO. Now, 
Obviously, I'm tongue-in-cheek. I'm thinking it's a dude somewhere just trying to think I'm stupid. But I it went from humor to the vibe kind of got a little terse. And said person were like, are you trying to be funny now? And I said, no, I'm serious. And I said some other things. I'm not going to tell you on the air what I said, but I was clearly indicating without coming out and saying, I'm hip to your scam. Well, I, I, I was very offensive. Said person was so upset, claimed that she was really this person. And I'm thinking, you know, in this day and age, if you're in social media, it's inevitable you're going to be duplicated and you're going to be soliciting friend requests and have to put on your Facebook, hey, it's not me. And if they're soliciting for money or they're trying to get information, phishing emails, if I get another phishing email from the bank saying I need to log in and give them my important information to make sure my account stays open, what a world we live in. What a time to be alive. Do not lose your sense of humor and do not check in at the door your God-given ability to be discerning and to have intelligence and goodness gracious sakes alive, push back if you disagree. Lovingly, ideally, but stop standing for the lies and the nonsense and the outright evil. Amen. Lord willing, we'll be back next Friday night for another Frank Sontag show. If you missed any of this program, go to franksontag.com for the podcast. God bless each and every one of you. You are listening to Talk Radio 790 KABC. The Frank Sontag Show is furnished by Phil Liberatore and the law offices of Berglund & Johnson.